Let's start at 1 Chronicles chapter 16, verse 25. For great is the Lord and most worthy of praise. He is to be feared above all gods. For all the gods of the nations are idols, but the Lord made the heavens. Splendor and majesty are before him, strength and joy in his dwelling place. Now, if, if you're taking notes today, number one, joy is a characteristic of the nature of God. It, the Bible says strength and joy are his dwelling place. It's First Chronicles 16. And so when we, when we talk about who God is, you know, joy is found in him. Um, I'm going to read another one quickly. Psalm 16, verse 7. I will praise the Lord who counsels me. Even at night, my heart instructs me. I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I will not be shaken. Therefore, my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices. My body will also rest secure because you will not abandon me to the grave, nor will you let your Holy One see decay. You have made known to me the path of life and you fill me with joy in your presence and with eternal pleasures at your right hand. So number one, joy is a characteristic of the nature of God. And number two, joy comes in the presence of God. And you know, I think, and, and I mentioned it earlier, uh, uh, yesterday when we were in church together, you know, there was a sense of joy. You know, when Pastor Oscar told us to, to, to shout unto God, you know, th th that's not emotion. That's joy found only in the presence of God. Because let me tell you something, when we walked into church, uh, we knew this, our circumstances that we were facing. And when we left church, it was the same circumstances. It didn't change, but there was a, a sense of joy that, that I know that I felt, that I know that you all felt in your heart when you left that building. Because in the presence of the Lord, there is joy. That's uh, This is probably one of my favorite scriptures in the entire, uh, uh, in the entire Bible. You fill me with joy in your presence. Another um, interpretation says, in your presence is fullness of joy. And so if you're wondering, you know, how am I going to, where am I going to get joy from? How am I going to feel joy? It, all you have to do is find yourself in the presence of God and you then are going to find yourself uh, um, with, a, with joy that just comes as a result of the presence of God. Uh, let's go to Psalm 63. Psalm 63, verse 7. Listen to this. Because you are my help, I sing for joy in the shadow of your wings. You know, the um, you hear that a lot about resting in the shadow of, of God's wings, resting in the shelter of the Most High. And there's a safety there, and there's a joy there. Yeah, like Lisa said, joy unspeakable. Because sometimes it doesn't make sense. Because, um, you know, I remember... I, I used to live in Ontario and I had a friend, this, this, she was always happy. Like she was always smiling and, um, she never got upset over anything. Like it, it bothered me because back then I was like, I was like a mad person back then. I was always upset. Um, I was one of those people, but not her. She was like, no matter what happened, big smile on her face. How's it going? I'm good. Everything's good. And I, I asked her once, I'm like, how are you always like, 
You, I never have ever seen you get mad. And you know what she said? She's like, I got the joy of the Lord. And I'm like, I was like, oh, okay. But now I understand what she meant because there is something about carrying the joy of the Lord everywhere you go because you're unfazed by things. Because like, even with me, um, <laughs> uh, I see pastor Steve's joining. <laughs> um, <clears throat> anyways, yes, past tense. Um, so, you know, even, even with me, you know, when, when I was briefly, briefly upset on Saturday, I was like, no, you know, I'm not going to let that get me down because all I have to do is just even just read one scripture. And that's something that I've learned over the past little while, that the moment that a thought comes into your head that you're like, you know, that is contrary to what I know from the word, you immediately go to the word and you find your answer in there. And so when it says, because you are my help, I sing for joy. So we know that we can, uh, that, that our, uh, our hope and, and our strength comes from the joy of the Lord found in his presence. Let me read another one. Uh, Psalm. Nope. I already read that Psalm. I have so many verses. I can't keep up. John, John chapter 15, verse 10. If you obey my commands, you will remain in my love. Just as I have obeyed in my father's commands and remained in his love. I have told you this. Listen, I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. You know, think about that. Number three, joy comes in obedience to God's word. There is a, a, a joy that comes in obeying and remaining in his love and following his commands. Because, you know, and, and that's the like what I mentioned before, that there's a lot of uh, people that will tell someone like me that I'm wrong, that I'm doing the wrong thing, that I'm making the wrong decisions. But because I, I am assured that I am in obedience to the word of God, there's a joy there. There, there. There's a certain joy that comes in obedience to God's word that you, you wake up in the morning and you know, I'm on the right side. I'm on the winning side. I'm on the Lord's side. I don't have to let anything get me down because I, I'm walking in obedience to the word of God. And that, that is a, a special kind of joy that comes on us when we're in obedience. Uh, let's go to the next one. Number number four, joy comes in trusting in God. And we we, um, we dealt with that in, in some of the other scriptures. But let me go to uh, Romans chapter 15, verse 13. Listen to this. This is, this is a key scripture. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him. I'm going to read that again because this, this is a key scripture for number three, that, that joy comes in trusting in God. Romans 15, 13, write it down if you're taking notes. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him so that you may overflow with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. It's a, it's a spiritual thing to trust in the Lord. And there's a joy that comes. That's why, um, what, what do you think when we talk about the fruit of the Spirit? What's, what's the second fruit of the Spirit? Love, joy. That's the second. And then what comes right after that? Peace. And those aren't things that you can just have naturally. Those aren't things um, that, that just, yeah, that's a good way of, of looking at it, Christine. 
that you have joy in even very difficult circumstances because it comes as a result of trusting in God. And it, it, it comes as, 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 a, as part of the spirit that abides in us. Um, let me read another one. I took my bookmark. Oh, here it is. Uh, Psalm 28 verse seven. The Lord is my strength and my shield. My heart trusts in him and I am helped. My heart leaps for joy and I will give thanks to him in song. I mean, just think about that. The Lord is your strength and your shield. Your heart trusts in him. So there's a, tr there's a trusting that, that we place in the Lord through his spirit. And, and we're, it's like we're deposited with joy. And that's why, listen, and again, I'm not, I don't want to get into like too much new stuff, but, but we know that it's there. When you talk about stuff with the supply chain and the prices are going to go up and we won't be able to afford this and they're doing that. And then the world is, is the world deposits fear. But God deposits joy. And so remember this, fear is a spirit. What does the Bible say? Uh, um, God has not given you a spirit of fear. And what is joy? Joy is a fruit of the spirit. So those are two spiritual things that are in contrast to each other. Because the world wants to put fear in your mind that you're worried about everything all the time. How are we going to, what are we going to do? Uh, what if the shelves go empty? You know, I have a cousin who lives on a farm and she, she makes her own butter even. She does, <laughs> she does everything. So if you, if you need food and stuff, you, you just go to her. Um, you know, and, and, and the world, the world trains you to always worry and to always be in fear and to always be concerned and to never know if we're going to be okay or not. But that's in direct opposition to what the word of God says. The word of God says, yeah, I'll hook you guys up. Free butter. Um, the word of God says, um, my heart leaps for joy because my heart trusts in him. I mean, what, what a great, oh man, what a great promise. How can you, how can you be in worry or concern? And again, I, 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 I'm talking about things because I'm well aware of what's going on. I'm not sitting here pretending that nothing's going on. Oh, don't worry. Uh, there's nothing going on. Everything's fine. No, I'm aware. But we also have an answer to combat everything that's going on. We also know that through the word of God, that when we trust in him, there's a joy that's there. There's a hope that's there. There's a peace that's there. You know, and the, the last one, number five, the joy of the Lord is the gladness of heart that comes from knowing God. You know, another key scripture in, in Nehemiah chapter eight, verse 10 says, do not grieve for the joy of the Lord is your strength. You know, if you understand what was happening at that time, you know, the people, uh, um, you know, the, 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 the scripture, scriptures had been lost for generations. People were not obeying God. They were not living right. And Ezra stood up and he read the law to them. And when he read the law to them, they realized they were in violation of the law. And, and they, they, were, they were upset. They were sad. They were mourning. And Nehemiah said, no, don't grieve. The joy of the Lord is your strength. There, know that God is gracious and he's compassionate and slow to anger. And so now you know what 
you have to do. So this should be a joy to your spirit, not something that makes you grieve. But now you know what to do. Now you have the instruction of the Lord of how to live. And that's a good thing. And that's a positive thing. So be joyful because the joy of the Lord is your strength. And it's something that, 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 that comes in knowing God that comes in knowing what we have to do and how we have to live and how we have to direct our lives. There, there, there's, it's a strengthening that comes on you because it's like, Hey, I know where I'm going. I know that my name is written in the Lamb's book of life. I know that, that, that when this life is said and done, I'm going to be spending eternity with him. Now I know what to do. Now I know that God loves me. Now I know that he cares for me. That is a, a, a strength that, 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 that should change your demeanor all the time, that you shouldn't be a person that walks around downcast, that you, you know, the Bible says you, those who are righteous have no fear of bad news. So you're not worried about those things. You're aware. Yes. We talk about it. We, we, we know that we know what's happening, but it's not something that should cause you to be downcast. You know, in Acts chapter 16, you know, that's going to, that'll be the last scripture I read because I want, I want to pray. Um, Acts chapter 16. Let me get to it. I didn't put a bookmark. See what? I never put a bookmark that, that causes me to have to flip. Uh, Acts 16 verse 25 at about midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the other prisoners were listening to them. What was happening? Paul and Silas were, were, <laughs> they were beaten and they were thrown into prison. And what were they doing as a result? They were singing, praising God and praying. Could you imagine what the other prisoners must have been thinking? Um, could you imagine what the other prisoners were thinking? What's with these guys? They were just beaten like severely. The Bible says they had been severely flogged. And now they're in prison and they're singing. They're praising God. What's up with that? That's the joy of the Lord. That's something that can't be given to you by external circumstances. Because just as much as, as the world might give you. Because you know what happened? Um, especially this past weekend. There was like a couple of good newses. That's not the right way of saying it. But you get it. There was a couple of good news. And then there was bad news with it. So just as quickly as, as the world gives you a piece of good news then there's bad news right away to follow after it. So you, you can't depend on the world to give you your joy. It's not going to happen. It's something that comes from the presence of God. It's a strengthening that comes in the gladness of heart from knowing God. Paul and Silas knew God. They knew what was promised to them. And guess what happened? Guess what happened? Right after that, verse 26, suddenly there was such a violent earthquake that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And at once the prison doors flew open and everybody's chains came loose. Let me ask you this. If Paul and Silas had been sitting there saying, oh, look where we are. We've been beaten up. You know, we're doing everything from the Lord for the Lord. And look at, look at what happened to us. This stinks. I hate this. I don't want to be here. I don't like it here. I want to go home. This is terrible. Uh, I have a feeling those prison doors would not have come open. I have a feeling they would have been in there for a lot longer. But because they chose 
joy over the, the negativity of their circumstances, they were broken out of prison that very night. It didn't take too long. So I want to encourage you today to be people of joy and don't try to get it from any external circumstance. Now you know where that joy comes from. Now you know that it comes from the presence of God, that it's part of who he is, that it's a fruit of the spirit. It comes from obeying him. It comes from trusting in him and it comes from knowing him and knowing that you are secure in his hand. Listen, he is not, uh, um, he's not left us. He's not abandoned us. You know, he, he's not, he's not turned from us. You know, the Bible says that is the Lord's arm not too, is it, is the Lord's arm too short? Is his ear deaf? No, he hears us and, and he, and he rescues us and he answers our prayer. Um, that's, that's true. Pastor Jess said there's a breakthrough power in, in faith praise. There sure is. That's the difference between staying in prison and breaking out of prison. That's the difference. And it's the same thing with prayer. When, when the people didn't pray, James was killed. And when they did pray, Peter was broken out of prison. And that's why we keep praying. You know, you, we're probably thinking, man, we're praying again. We're always praying. The Bible says pray without ceasing. The Bible says pray in the spirit on all occasions. So we never stop. Prayer is, is, is a, 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 a quality of a Christian. That, that's what we do. That's our life. And we never stop. So if you think, um, you know, uh, oh, well, I got what I wanted. Now I don't need to pray, pray anymore. No, you still keep praying. Prayers of thanksgiving. Prayers of intercession for other people. Listen, I'm going to tell you this, and I believe this with all my heart. God is going to turn our situation around. He's already working. Like, I, I can feel um, um, that there's just like, you know, things that kind of been going along sort of slowly over the past couple years. And lately, it's just been like, boom, 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 one thing after another. All, it's like everything, they're just like pushing, pushing all their, their, their chips to the middle of the table. And that's how I know that things are going to start crumbling down. They already have. And they're going to continue to do so even more. So we don't stop praying and we don't stop believing that God's going to rescue us because he promised us that much. And so listen, I'm going to pray. I already have a couple of requests. Um, okay, if you have a, a, a prayer request, please put it in the little question mark. Actually, I'm going to write it down so that I don't forget. Because um, obviously we're going to pray for... For this this province for this nation listen the devil can't have this this province this is where i am even even sodom would have been saved um if there was just 10 righteous and i think it's safe to say that there's way more than 10 righteous in this nation so so uh, remember this there there's a demon spirit behind what's happening Okay, because the, the fear, that's a demon spirit, uh, um, the antichrist spirit that's coming against the church, the threats and the division and the coercion, you know, those are, th that's not from the Lord. That we can't look at that and say, well, that's just the government. No, there's a demonic spirit that is coming behind the things that, that are happening in this nation. And the devil, that's right, Beth, the devil can't have BC. Wherever you are, you say the devil can't have my nation. The devil can't have my province. And the devil can't have my city because I'm here. And so long as there are righteous people here, God will spare them. So let me look at a few more of these requests. Um... So we have, okay, I'm just writing these down. Okay, L Lydia, 
She has COVID. COVID is a, a, a wicked, um, a wicked demonic thing, by the way. It is not <laughs> for discernment. Okay, I'm going to pray for these. Oh, there's more. For a marriage. You know, I can say, um, I can say from experience, you know, that, that marriages can be restored even in the most difficult of circumstances. So I'm believing, um, I'm believing for, for, for their marriage. Okay, I've got another one. Okay. Uncle, another someone else with COVID. His name is John. Okay. Oh, wait, got another one. <laughs> uh, let's see. That's right. Okay. So I'm going to start praying. So where you are, you know, uh, like, I, like I said before, you know, the Bible says pray in the spirit on all occasions. So if, if you if you speak in tongues, now's the time to start to start praying in tongues. And a lot of times, you know, I notice, especially when I'm praying, sometimes I feel like I'm kind of like saying the same things over again. And so I take the time and I'm just and then I end up just praying in the spirit. And then like, you know, an hour goes by and I'm like, wow, I've, I've been praying all this time because um, there's, there's a certain, there's, there's something, uh, uh, um, there's a strengthening that comes when you're praying in the spirit. Um, so, so let's start doing that now. I'm just going to keep writing down these prayer requests so that I can, so that I can say them. Um, so let's pray. Thank God, wherever you are, thank him for what he's done. Thank you, father. Thank you for, for how you've provided for us. Thank you for your provision. Thank you for your favor. Thank you for the protection that you've put upon our church. That every time we walk into the building, there is a supernatural covering. That your angels are encamped around us. That we don't have to be afraid. That we know that when the moment that we walk on the property of the church, that we have a, a, a special protection that comes from you, Father. And, and I thank you. Um, I thank you that, that, that you're with us, that no matter, you know, no matter what, uh, threats may be coming against us, that we still see your favor, your provision, your protection upon each and every one of us. And we know that that has no expiration date because your word says that you rescue your people. Your word says that, that you're, that the righteous are never forsaken. So thank him out of your mouth while we pray today. Thank you, Lord. I praise your name. I praise you, Father. Pray in the spirit. Thank you, Father. Thank you for what you're doing, Lord. I pray for, for these prayer requests. I pray for every single person that has been stricken with COVID. For Lydia. For John. Uh, I, I pray for, for everybody who's sick. For, for Rocco in the hospital. For Daniela. Father, I know that you are a healer. Your word says that you are the God who healeth us. And so father, that healing does not run out just because the Bible has finished being written. It doesn't stop. It doesn't stop because there's a new disease that has come in the same way that you healed every manner of sickness and disease in the word. And it, it, the same way that you will heal those with COVID father. I pray that we don't be discouraged. If we hear bad news about things that 
that aren't working out. Father, I know that we can trust you. I thank you that that, that we can count on you. Hallelujah, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your healing power that comes upon every single person right now. Father, I pray for, for discernment. I pray for, for to, to keep our spirits sensitive to what you're saying to us, especially for our leaders, for our pastors. I thank you for how you've guided them through this difficult time. I thank you that they made a decision, that they're not going to listen to what other people are saying, but they're going to listen to your spirit and they're going to listen to you. Father, I, I pray for, for Manny's request that the Olympic Stadium would be filled and not just the Olympic Stadium, but all arenas would be overflowing with people that are coming to, to, to know you, that are being saved. Father, I pray for marriages. You know, I know because you've restored mine and I know that you've restored other people's marriages and I know that that is something that you are in the business of doing. So Father, I pray for, for these two marriages that were requested today. I thank you uh, um, um, that I know that you're the God of restoration. I know that you're the God that restores the years that the locust has stolen. And I know that whatever these particular situations are, that it's not too far from you, that, that you could extend your hand to restore these situations. Situations. Thank you, Lord. Keep thanking him. I pray for Betty. I pray that you strengthen her muscles so that she can move with, without getting any pain. Father, I pray for anyone who might be experiencing pain right now in their physical body. I pray that you touch them with your healing power. I pray that, that, that you, you wash over them with the strength of your spirit. And Father, I pray especially for, for the spirit of joy to overcome every single person who's watching. I thank you for these that are watching today. I thank you that they made a decision uh, every single day this week to join in and to pray and to fast and to be with your people in your presence. So Father, I pray that you would be with them. I pray that you would encourage them. Lord, I, I just pray that, that every single request that they have presented to you, I thank you for answered prayer. I thank you that it's done. I thank you that we have the victory. Father, I pray for this nation and for every single province. The devil's not permitted to have this nation. Lord, I thank you because you placed the church here for a purpose. And so, so long as we are here, it's our responsibility to beat back the demonic spirit that has descended upon this nation. Father, I thank you that things are turning around. I thank you that things are changing. I thank you that, that we're going to start to see uh, um, the unraveling of the situation in this province and in this nation. So Father, I pray um, um, that you just continue to strengthen your people, that we wouldn't lose heart, that we wouldn't lose hope, that we wouldn't lose peace, but that you would continue to strengthen us because we know that your promises are true. We know that they never return void. We know that they're yes and amen for the pulling down of strongholds. Father, I thank you today. And I pray that the rest of this day would be an unusually great day for people. That even though uh, um, they might have heard something on the news earlier today, it doesn't matter. Because they're going to be walking around with the joy of the Lord rushing over them. And, and people are going to be like, what's with you? Why are you so happy? And, you, and they're going to be able to answer because the joy of the Lord is my strength. And I pray these things in the name of Jesus. That powerful name. That mighty name that's above every other name. The name of Jesus. I thank you that it's done. 
I thank you that I thank you for the victory that's already ours in Jesus name. I praise you Lord and I thank you. Amen. Amen. Amen.